The views expressed at WTFlandia are not to direct, guide, or sway public opinion for entertainment purposes only. The simple truth is, our soul will be troubled as long as systemic racism is allowed to persist. We can't eliminate it. It's not going to be overnight. We can't eliminate everything, but it's corrosive, it's destructive, and it's costly. It cost every American, not just who felt the sting of racial injustice. Good day, good day, good evening, and welcome to WTFlandia Radio Show. <laughs> I am your host, Charbothay, and let me tell you something, guys. If you're new here to the show, welcome, welcome. We're just going to dive right in because guess what? I feel alive. I don't know about you, but I feel alive. How about you? I don't know about you, but I feel alive. I feel alive. You know, I haven't been in this absolute brilliant WTF Landia radio lounge because, well, (laughs) I've been uh, lounging. I've been lounging in freedom, feeling proud. Feeling happy to be black. <laughs> feeling, proud, feeling proud to be American again. I mean, just a lot of luxuries. You know, a lot of luxuries we took for granted when DJ D was uh, insurrecting the U.S. and all. Now he's just in a foreign land called Florida. I don't know where that is. Somewhere. Anybody? Chime in if you know where Florida is. Apparently, it's a new country owned by the insurrectionists. I mean... Uh, the the ex president, DJ Tay. <laughs> I think he thinks. <laughs> I think he thinks it's the furthest furthest thing away from the country from the U.S. as a whole. It wouldn't surprise me. He's like, look, Mar-a-Lago's there, the Bermuda Triangle's there. If I take my boat out, I just disappear. No one will know. And like, you know, he was he was out he was out yachting. <laughs> He was yachting around Star Island. And then um, somehow, some way, there was some sort of a vortex. And uh, DJ T, the ex-pres, I mean, he's on trial now for, for, you know, impeachment for the 14th time. But he's gone. He's no longer. And he's somewhere with Jeffrey Epstein. He's just somewhere hanging out, partying with people that, well, probably aren't their age. It's not funny. It's weird. And no one's talking about where Jeffrey Epstein is. Ah, goodness. How we just let things go? We're so, sh- like, we have a short attention spans. Or we have sh- short-term memory loss. Or we're like Dory or something. I'm not sure. But everybody seemed to have forgotten. And, uh, you know, that's a, yay. QAnons, QAnons, whatever that acronym stands for. I, don't, I still don't know enough about them. It makes me feel weird thinking about the conspiracy theory that evolves around those guys. I know that there are groups of people like them, though, from what I gather. But the it, 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 it's, it's Jeffrey Epstein and them. It ain't far from the DJT, from what I gather. So, you know, follow him where they are. 
But see, I just led you guys into a conspiracy theory. Because apparently Jeffrey Epstein's dead. But everybody who's uh, been following the story, you know, thinks that he had a lot to lose. And so they let him disappear off into... Maybe he's in the planet. Maybe he took one of, um, you know, those SpaceX flights out somewhere. And he's just living off of Mars land. I don't know. Ew. Why are we... Anyways. Oh. I feel alive. The octave that's really high in my voice right now, that's just because literally I have never felt more comfortable up in here. Usually there's a little bit of trepidatiousness, trepidatiousness in my voice and a little bit of unsurety. And that's just the honest truth because, you know, we let we for four years and I only started this podcast venture, you know, a year ago. April, actually not even a year ago, but April in 2020, and uh, so this is all new for me, and it's all exciting, and it's fun, but it, it was only fun for like the first couple of weeks before when I started, and then March hit around, and then when the protests started to happen, and people started dying, that's when it became, well, trepidatious, and not fun, and, 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 and anxiety-inducing, and things of that nature, but I, you know, I truck through it for, for, for you guys and for your listening pleasure. And uh, it makes me feel very, very, very good. It makes me feel like I'm on the right path. Because even though sometimes it hurts and sometimes things don't feel comfortable, you gotta, you gotta, you know, march through it and get through it to get the job done. So that's what DJT did. He marched through it. I think he made himself feel comfortable. He made everybody else feel uncomfortable. He, he he sat around whining up until the very last moment where he couldn't do it anymore because he realized America's and Americans weren't about that life. We were not baby coddlers. We weren't like, oh, you didn't get your way. You didn't get your vote. So let's not. Nah, the, the large majority of us, even the ones that didn't do the insurrection on January 6th, were like, dude, it's over, bro. Go away. Now I'm just going to leave the whole GOP party because this is stupid. That's what he got a lot of those <laughs> Republicans to do. <laughs> there's, a whole, there's a whole Instagram page called uh, used to be Republican or, or is a, oh, what's the name of it? I don't know. I've talked about it in some of these other podcasts. Go back and search it up. But uh, they are not about that life they were like oh, man we've got a process here first of all you've talked about the soldiers people who've served this great country bone spurs mcgee and then you uh then you want to you know wind your way back into the presidency for four to 14 years no we're not doing it so i think it was called republicans uh um oh gosh i'm gonna look it up because it's really one of those pages that if you have some time, you should check it out. Because um, it's, it's, oh, wait, wait, wait. Uh, it's, a, it's, 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 it's RT, okay? It's RT, I believe, or RV. Oh, Republican Voters Against Trump. There we go. Arvat. Okay? It's really a good page. It's funny. Those guys. 
I mean, these people were serious. These people were people who were war vets. These people were lifelongers. These people were super rich. These people were super white. These people were super conservative. And they were just not having it with the racist rhetoric, with the with the dividing of, of Americans, with the whining about the votes, their arguments were fair. And you would look at the page and you think, oh my gosh, those are chock full of Trumpies. They're going to love that guy. And every video on there says different. They say, look, you had me up until the racist part. And you look at the person, you're like, I thought you would be the racist one. See, that's what I'm telling you folks here at WTF Landia Radio Show. You have to look beyond the stereotypes because that page would have told me that that was chock full of rednecks and rednecks well they just country folks you know that that you know may be against your people and they weren't you know they was rocking with your people he was like nope donald trump had me up into the to the racist rhetoric and then I was done because we are not, our party is not about that. We love Americans. We're proud to be Americans. And then some of them are mad about, you know, the fact that uh, he, uh, you know, whined about the votes in the democratic process. Other, other, others of them were mad about him talking about, you know, the war vets weren't good enough if they were injured. They were losers and suckers and things like that. And so, you know, again, White versus black versus brown 2020 showed us and taught us to look past that because a lot of people proved us wrong. I don't care what kind of accent you had, what kind of color you had. You was, the people were seeing through such debauchery that they spoke out and they didn't look like you. Maybe they didn't feel like you. Maybe they didn't dress like you. But they felt like you. They felt like enough was enough. So that's what I'm saying about coming in this room. Uh, 26 days after the inauguration of Joy B. Because I have not had much to report on. No, no, look, 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 look. I also did mention this, you know, after the insurrection coup and all. I did, I did go on to note that I probably wouldn't have as much. My show wrote itself pretty much in 2020. Okay? I'm just going to be honest. They wrote itself. Okay? It did not have to do much. I just had to look at what I saw and I had to go ahead and say what I had to say. And so, you know, for me, things that make, maybe made me feel like I was near death was more for me to talk about. DJT. I mean, Joey B, well, there's more to talk about, boy. That's it. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. That's why I'm here, folks. Because let me tell you what. They came in out the gate swinging. First of all, I have to say, Kamala Harris. Uh, excuse me, Miss Vice President, Madam Kamala Harris. Your Instagram handle page it just looks dope it just says vp <laughs> i don't know i've never seen uh mike pence's maybe i was never just you know naturally drawn towards it he was boring for me the most exciting excitement i had on that guy was a fly on his head i don't know much about that guy he was very quiet uh, but when you're next to djt you don't have to say much that guy says enough for everybody and uh, he's in a pickle for saying all the stuff he said too but anyway that's neither here nor there um, 
Vice President Kamala Harris, she came out the gate, well, swinging. She has done some things that uh, is really, here, what am I looking at? Oh, she's done some really groundbreaking things already by the first week of being in office. Literally, the first week in office, our vice president, our VP, as her page says, is now swearing in or she has sworn in the US the United States first black secretary of defense you want me to run that back defense of the <laughs> she has hired Kamala Harris the nation's first black woman in the US Oh, sorry. I'm reading this. Kamala Harris, the the nation's first black woman and South Asian American vice president, ceremoniously swore in the U.S.'s first black secretary of defense, Lloyd J. Austin III. And being in true black form, there's always four to five of the Lloyds and Floyds and Bobs. (laughs) That's a lot. Actually, those names are just old. Those names go, even the whites, whites and blacks, we have, they have the Floyds and the Lloyds and the Earls, and they have about three or four juniors and seniors and the thirds and fourths. So it's pretty cool to feel like he's, you know, could be a turn up at your family reunion. Kamala gives off that same vibe. She could be at the family reunion talking about, look, I'm not eating that old funky mac and cheese. If it ain't for me, I'm not eating it. Well, well how come? Because I don't like it. What is that? Did you chop up some uh, pickles and put it in? No, mm-mm, honey. I'm bringing my own. Like she would, she just feels like she would say that. Not a problem. And you still love her because you love her ma- her um, her macaroni and salad, her pot, her potato salad, right? So that, and then you got Lloyd J. Austin III as our Secretary of Defense, black man, with somebody who could show up at your at your. Um, family reunion it just feels different I'm just gonna be honest for us it feels good it feels right it feels like and see for the rest of the Americans who aren't of color um for you it just feels normal because you know we've had centuries of you know people that look like Abraham Lincoln and John Trump and then Mike Pence and him so that's all you know but for us this is new and it feels like wow it feels like again it could be your kinfolk so it's we do know that politicians are politicians, right? And, and and so I think people hang on that, they hinge on that, like that word, like, you know, politicians are politicians, they're doing things the way they do. But they also come from a certain background. They also come from a certain life. And again, you leave that stuff at, at home. But at the same time, you do have a certain, uh say quality to you, that some people are going to be a little bit more comfortable with, you know, you feel like you can call your mayoral office, or your VPs, you can write to them when things are going wrong because you feel like maybe they will hear me because they understand my language. You know, this is making sense. This is, we have Hispanic um, leaders that are coming that uh, uh, Joe Biden just appointed. I'm going to have to get the list of everybody's name. Again, this isn't about, you know, 
divided division of race before anybody comes in this radio show and says well why are we talking about racists well because we're, we're speaking about the obvious and if you don't feel uncomfortable about who you are don't feel don't feel uncomfortable about addressing what's uh, in the room and what's in the room is it's looking colorful and we're a round of applauding that so keep your you know self defenses at the door this is not about that okay we're talking about what we're seeing in WTF Landia Radio we're seeing that Joe Biden and Kamala Harris are breaking the barriers of what was. And round of applause to that, honey. I mean, just again, VP, first week in office, really doing some some, some good stuff. So now, we from that, I wanted to go on to talk about the 94 crime bill that Joe Biden was like, you know, always in trouble for, you know, that, that was a hot, heavy topic. But Joe Biden helped write that 1994 crime bill, the war on drugs. And look, let me talk about that just a little bit. I don't know much about it, um, but I know enough to say that that was a, well, a point of contention. And Joe Biden basically was um, kind of, he helped write this bill. And so... It was called Tough on Crime Law, and it passed 26 years ago by the, and again, uh, and it was authored by, well, then Senate member, uh, and he, by the name of, an author by Democratic presidential nominee now, or before, actually before he, before we just, you know, we are where we are, but authored by Joe Biden. And so... I got this article from Vox, and I'm just going to read it uh, a little bit so we can get familiar together. So if you ask some criminal justice reform activists, the 1994 crime law passed by Congress and signed by President Bill Clinton, which was meant to reverse decades of rising crime, was one of the key contributors to mass incarceration in the 1990s. They say it led to more prison sentences, more prison cells, and more aggressive policing. Excuse me. <clears throat> Hurting black and brown Americans who were disproportionately incarcerated. All that goes on. But then Joe Biden would say he would have to. I'm not, I'm not going to read the whole thing. But he would argue later on that that wasn't true. Because these arrests take place on a state level. This was a more of a broader level. So he was saying that he, that, uh. That the little it was a little impact um, because largely all of the incarcerations would happen at state levels, and he also defended the law, arguing that it restored American cities. Really? Well, if you think about less people, less black people on the street, and less people being afraid of black people, then I guess so. So, yeah, I don't agree with that. Yeah, you know, it just all depends on how you take that. Well, less black people are out in the street doing crack. Well, crack shouldn't have been there in the first place. That was all set up. You put people in precarious situations where they can't work and, you know, times are tough and you can't provide. And all of a sudden these lovely little crack rocks, were, which are death, um, show up and they're very inexpensive and very deadly and very addictive. Well, then you're going to get half of, you know, I don't know, things like that make me uh, make perk my ears up. It perks my spidey senses up, I should say. And so... I think 
certain drugs are around that, uh, you know, are, 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 are in these neighborhoods where times are tough and you could scrape up some money to get these drugs. And when you get these drugs, there are high penalties for it, but cost little, if that makes sense. Very interesting. I think, uh, I think you can determine whatever it is you like to determine out of that, but I feel, I feel like it's, uh, precariously placed. Anyways, 1994 crime law was certainly meant to increase uh, incarceration in an attempt to crack down on crime, but its implementation doesn't appear to have done much in that area. All while the law had many provisions that are now considered highly controversial. Some portions, including Violence Against Women Act and the Assault Weapons Ban, and fairly popular among the Democrats. That's how politicians like Biden, as well as Democratic rival Senator Bernie Sanders, can now justify their votes for the law by pointing to the provisions that weren't tough on crime. But Biden's criminal justice records coming under scrutiny, uh, it was a mass incarceration. Um, and, the, and while Biden has released sweeping criminal justice reform plans, that aim to, in some sense, undo the damage of the policies he pre- previously championed. Now, see, these this crime bill was written in 1994, and it, well, still stands today. <laughs> it's a lot of years. It's a lot of years to have that same bill be standing for this long. And then now, the guy who wrote the bill is in office and has heard the cries for the nonsensical portions of that bill and to whom that bill seemed to have been aimed at. The colorful folks that are still affected, who have been separated by their families because of drug use. I want to see Joey V come in there and start getting some, 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 some help. For drug addicts and not making it a crime. I think they passed that law in Oregon already. Let's follow suit, y'all. Let's follow and make it a nationwide thing. Drug addicts do not deserve to be in prison. That's a waste of money. They deserve to get help. And you guys need to make some drugs legal like in Amsterdam. When you when, See, here's the thing about people. People tend to be attracted to doing things that they shouldn't do. As soon as you give, give them the opportunity to do it, well, legally... Without any reprimandations or re- re- recruits, is that a good, is that a word? Recruits? I don't know. But uh, then they start to just well not want to do it so often. So, for instance, like in Europe, you know, in Amsterdam, there's coffee shops. You think people are hanging out in these coffee shops, eating mushrooms all day, trying to smoke some crack and eat and smoke all the weed that they can get their hands on? No, they're not trying to force it in. They're not trying to overly consume it because it's there. And whenever they get ready to do it, they can go and do it. But it doesn't overly consume them. It's just like beer. Americans and and North Americans, we tend to want to get drunk on the weekends because we've worked all week long. And so us rewarding ourselves on the weekends means getting drunk to the point where we have alcohol poisoning. And we have a quote-unquote, air quotes, hangover all weekend long. And you're just crawling out of your hangover on Monday. You're still kind of there. Because Sunday you had to drink a little bit just to get rid of the hangover. So all that to say 
is when you don't give yourself time to live and you're told that things are bad when they're not when they uh, they should just be evenly distributed then you get people wanting to overly consume whether it's drugs or not so america joey b senators uh, lawmakers let's decriminalize addicts and get open up more centers and provide help we need to redistribute where our funding is going these are the reasons why we turn the Senate blue. These are the reasons why you write your senators and your mayors and your governors and you let them know what you're seeing in your neighborhoods and how you think it can be best suited financially, where your finances are going, where they would be best suited to help your, well, economy, your local economy, your local government, and your society. If you see that there's a lot of drug addicts in a certain part of the city, let's say a skid row part of the city, you say, let's open up five drug safe houses. It's where you can go in there and you can use safely and you have doctors and nurses and da, 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 da. They do it in a lot of major cities now. They do it in Vancouver. They do it in some parts of LA. It's not to encourage drug use. It's just acknowledging that these users are going to be using. And if they're going to be using, they should have a safe place to use. And then hopefully be able to get off of the drugs when it is decriminalized and they can stop using it with aggressive undertones and maybe get offered more of a way to live and get their careers off the ground open up some housing this sounds like bernie sanders is running this podcast radio show and he's not but i'm just thinking about people when you have a heart for humanity it comes out in thoughts like this. We can open up these homes and shelters for people like that who've fallen on bad times and stop looking at them as if they were muck underneath our feet and look at them as actual human beings that were at some point, well, nursed to life and loved by someone, by a mom, and had a family. Maybe th- times got rough. Maybe mental disease happened. And maybe, especially now with COVID, they run out of hope. They run out of money. They run out of rent. They're on the street. There are people who are living in their streets in L.A. that have their whole houses under a tent. You could tell their first, their, this is their first time living in the street. They got their whole house under a tent trying to keep it from getting wet. They may never go back to a home. What do we do with that? We have a ton of churches. We have a ton of properties. Can we build up? And can we build for, uh, up and out? So that we can see people have homes to come home to and then get free of all these drugs that they are doing and then possibly be productive members of society. (gasps) No. Oh, that sounds so communist. Bernie Shar, Saunders, both a, Hey, Bernie. Oh, you're, you're married. My bad. Shar both and Bernie Sanders. We should work together. But you know what I mean? Like, it sounds like a progressive communist thought, but I think communist community always look for the pretext of the word. It means you're checking out for your community, okay? And it's not about, oh, I earned all this money. I worked really hard, and I should be able to be above you. If you are into that, wanting to feel better about yourself because you made more money than that, maybe communism, maybe not communism, but maybe, uh, you know, 
building up communities and, and providing shelter for the homeless and feeding the homeless and getting them uh, halfway houses and things like that that are decent looking, that don't feel like drug dens and making people look good, feel good, do good, then maybe, yeah, maybe you're not about that life. Maybe you just need to feel better about yourself. But for the most part, you don't need to feel worry about feeling better about yourself. You're you and they're there. They're them. People deserve encouragement and and at times a helping hand and certainly COVID didn't teach you nothing it should have taught you this you could be on the short end of that stick any of us could be on the short end of that stick with our whole house underneath the tent so let's keep it real y'all communities need to serve each other we need to be there for each other so I'm hoping that that is exactly what we see. And I just saw this news was jumped me into this room, to be quite honest. A couple of things jumped me into the room, but we'll get there. Joey B is ordering the Department of Justice to end private prison contracts. Okay. Do you know how, that, how huge this is? Well, if you don't know, in America, well, I'll just share with you what I know. Okay. Always do your own research. But in America, many of these prison systems are run by private organizations. They are also, so if you look at, and you can, I think it's public knowledge, I'm pretty sure. But if you want to know who's who's buying into what, go look at the stock. And who's bought into, you know, prison prison contracts and things like that. And it's a lot of the music industry. There's some music industry. I know, I know that in the past there was. So you get people who are paying these artists to talk about hiding rocks in their socks. A.K.A. crack rocks in your socks. And then if you sing it enough. Or if you say Percocet and whatever. What's this pickle? Sierra's baby daddy. We talking about. If you get them to rap about all these uh, you know, precarious activities. And funnel people into the prison system. Well, you, you get your money out of it. So... Apparently, you know, some of the music uh, companies were, you know, had some stock in those systems, right? So they kind of, I feel like they kind of work together. We get somebody to rap about this. We get you to get more people stacked up in those prison systems because they're doing crimes, trying to follow up what the rappers rapping about. And they following up, trying to look at these rap videos, looking at these cars and these jewelry, and they want to go out and get it because it feels out of reach. I want what future has. I want what Drake has, but I can't get it because I can't get a job because they won't hire me because I'm black. Well, let me go get it other ways. Horrible. But that's just my, that's just my thoughts on the idea. It could be different. Could be wrong. Could be right. Who knows? Do your research. But, um, I think ending the private prisons contracts is huge because now there is no other ulterior motive to get people to be funneled into these private prison systems. You won't be making your money. Now all the indie artists to be rapping about um, all these uh, very green things. Like Bob, B.O.B. can come out of the closet. And Currency can get up, you know, up up there rapping about his marijuana and, and very cool lifestyle. Instead of people who are getting, instead of rappers who are rapping about stupid stuff that'll get you thrown in jail. Right? Because they've been 
kind of told you should write about this and rap about this and this is what's going to be mainstream. I, I'm on to you. But again, everybody, you do your own research. You tell me what you hear. And you tell me if that's not encouraging the youth to go and do things that are, you know, out of their reach to get things that are, quote unquote, out of their reach. Which again, to me, says capitalism stinks. Because if you need to look around at what other people have, and think you need it, but you still can't really get it because you, you're not really qualified to get those jobs. Those things, hey, talk to your senators and your mayors and your governors about that. Look, I'm this color. These jobs don't seem to be available to me. How can we margin that? How can we widen that margin for me to get in there and get the same jobs that, you know, Tim's getting down the street too. We both graduated from the same high school together. He got a job, I ain't got a job. You know, talk to your your local governments about these things. Things can change, but you have to speak. Silence always goes unheard. You can't hear it. So anyways, I want to say, I want to say if that's true, round of applause, Joy B, you come out the gate swinging. I mean, doing major things, you guys. Um, what else did I read? That was one of the main things that kind of got me here and said, I think we're on to something here. Joey B has really left behind what people were so on his tail about um, with the whole um, crime bill. And he says, you know what? I listen. I heard. I, th- I think, look, I always say this, but I think that if you can listen and hear people are capable of change if they really are about that life they're like capable of it if they're not well then they're just saying you know what i don't want to change i'm setting my ways and i'm gonna move to the country of florida It's like Monaco. It's like its own private country. <laughs> oh my gosh. Do that, DJT. Let's talk. See if you can buy Florida. Look, Monaco is its own private country within France. I don't know how they did that, how they worked that out, but you can make Florida that. No one else wants to be there except for uh, South Beach. We got to corner that off so we can go there. You can have all the other rest of that crap. Nobody cares. <laughs> Mario Lago and, and beyond. Um, but South Beach, yeah, you can't mess with that. Uh, but I think that, that'd be a good idea. Uh, other than that, the news has just been funny. I really haven't had to follow it, although China's been using anal swabs to detect. How do you, first of all... I just opened the New York Post... <sighs> New York Post, shady, shady, shady read. Ah, I just opened up the post and it says China is using anal swabs to detect COVID. Now, how do you, what? First of all, because ah, you know everybody's doing the, the nose swab at different checkpoints out of your car, right? You know, everybody's doing the nose swab thing. Yeah, I got to go to, you know, Colorado. I'm from, I'm from Arizona. I'm going to stop at the border and get my nose swabbed. What do you do? Stick your toot out the window now? Stick your bum hole? <laughs> Ew. Why, China? Don't give us any ideas. We're all screwed up, America, as it is. You stick your bum hole out there. And you're like, I'm just... Oh, yeah. 
You're clear. Oh, what? Mm, what is that? That's something different. You need to make go over into the right line. We need to talk. <laughs> You're clear. Keep going. Yeah. Anal swabs to detect a COVID. I think I might have COVID. Get in there. <laughs> Hated here. Oh, gosh. Okay. What? Erection cream to plump your lips. Oh, New York Post. Who is in charge of you? Maybe I should host your podcast, Brady. Y'all about that malarkey. It's just too much. It's it's almost like if you're a youth, you shouldn't be following, you know, New York Post on Instagram. It's too much. Kiss off. Doctors warn against using erection cream to plump lip. First of all, dear Lord. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. A Linda Tripp with memoir reveals dirty details about Lewinsky. Linda Tripp. Oh, right. That was a homegirl. She just ratted her out. Anyways, enough about Enough of that. Enough of that. Enough of that. This is your, well week midweek roundup tomorrow it is wednesday today is tuesday january 26th and i i had to come in there because i see a spark of light i see sometimes there again this is the first week of vp and p and potus um joey b and kamala harris and i think in my opinion they're doing great again they're not going to do great for my satirical comedy factors. They're just not. They're not that exciting for me. Well, they might be. No, they're not that exciting. Um, they seem fairly even kiltered normal people. And that's okay. DJT made you feel like you would, you, would, you, would, you would die if you go out and encounter your white neighbors. Because maybe they are a PB. Maybe they are a proud boy. Maybe they think you're a Marcus. In the back lamb, BLM. I mean, we heard so much of that that you just didn't know. And people were looking at their neighbors all crazy. Now it's tucked away. Racism is tucked away. But let's just be honest here. Let's be honest here. And let's get one thing clear. Racism will never go away until you personally call it out. And you say, I'm not about that life. I used to be. I used to make fun. I used to say the N-word. Uh, you know, I'm a skater. And so I said it because it was cool. Nah, brah, no. And if any of your friends allow that, you find a, find a million different, billion different other words to use. But that ain't one. Um, and if you're discriminating against people for the color of their skin, you're discriminating against people because of their sexual orientation, if you're dis- discriminating against people because of, of, of them being a woman and you're a man, like then you have work to do. You have some serious work to do. And that's okay because we all have work to do. Acknowledge what it is that you have to do or what you have to work on. And then I promise you, as you start to get better, as you start to see progression, you'll feel better because there's one less thing to be angry about. One less thing to hate somebody about. And then you're going to start living life in such a freer way that it's okay to be like, you know, I'm me and they're them. It doesn't mean that I have to feel like I'm above somebody and they're beneath me. That's not ever going to be true. Ever, I promise. God didn't do that. And whatever God or God you don't serve didn't make you better or worse than anybody else. Just know that. And that's coming from my heart. I'm really excited about the future of 
American politics. I'm happy to see they were coming out in midterms. I'm happy to see they were voting in our Senate races. I'm happy to see that we're not just waiting on the presidential race. Because look at what we're seeing already in the first week. So congratulations again to President Joey Biden, as I lovingly refer to him as Joey, Joe Robinette Biden, and Vice President VP Kamala Harris. I feel like her middle name is Robin too. Kamala Robin Harris and Joey or Joe Robinette Biden. I just feel like that. It's probably not. I don't know. Do your research. <laughs> you are amazing. You're awesome. Thank you so much as always for tuning in to WTF Landia Radio Show. I'm your host, Char Bothay. I think you're amazing. I think you should pass this uh, along to someone you find to be encouraging, supportive, amazing, or someone you just want to know. I think you um, can do a little better. <laughs> Whatever the case may be. If you know better, you do better. And life is for the living. So enjoy each moment by being the best version of yourself that you can. I'm your host again, Char Bothe with WTF Landia Radio. Remember, you're amazing. God is love. Later. By assessing this podcast, I acknowledge that the entire contents and design of this podcast are the property of WTF Landia Radio or used by WTF Landia Radio with permission and are protected under U.S. and international copyright and trademark laws. Except as otherwise provided herein, users of this podcast may save and use information contained in the podcast only for personal or non-commercial educational purposes, no other use, including without limitation reproduction, retransmission, or editing of this podcast may be made without the prior written permission of WTF Landia Radio, which may be requested by contacting WTF Landia Radio. By assessing this podcast, I acknowledge that the WTF Landia Radio makes no warranty, guarantee, or representation as to the accuracy or sufficiency of the information featured in this podcast. The information, opinions, and recommendations presented in this podcast are for general information only and any reliance on this information provided in the podcast is done at your own risk this podcast should not be considered professional advice unless unless stated otherwise the wtf landia radio group does not endorse approve recommend or certify any information product process service or organization presented or mentioned in this podcast and information from this podcast should not be referenced in any way to imply such approval or endorsement the third party materials or or content of any third party site referenced in this podcast do not necessarily reflect the opinion standards or policies of WTF Landia Radio. WTF Landia Radio assumes no responsibility or liability for the accuracy or completeness completeness of the content contained in third party materials or on third party sites referenced in this podcast or the compliance with the applicable laws of such materials and or links referenced herein. Moreover, WTF Landia Radio makes no warranty that this podcast or the server that makes it available is free of viruses, worms, or other elements or codes that manifest contaminating or destructive properties. WTF Landia Radio expressly disclaims any and all liability or responsibility for any direct, indirect, incidental, special, 
consequential or other damages arising out of any individual's use of reference to this reliance on or inability to use this podcast or the information presented in this podcast.